Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Hebrews 1. Well, we are now officially done with the Pauline epistles, the letters that Paul wrote. Or are we? Because today we are starting the book of Hebrews. And Hebrews does not begin by telling us who wrote the book. And some people looking at the content think that the apostle Paul wrote the book. But I'm going to tell you right now who I think wrote the book of Hebrews. Are you ready? We don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. That's my take. My take is if we haven't figured it out in 2000 years, I don't think we're going to conclusively figure it out now. Now, can it be fun to think, well, th- this sounds like Paul or some people say Barnabas or there's there's other ideas out there uh, floating around for who wrote the book of Hebrews. And I don't think it's that important because if it was that important, God would have told us who wrote the book of Hebrews. So it's, it's fun to talk about. And I wonder how that's going to go down. I wonder, you know, once, once you die and go to be with the Lord, will, will you learn who wrote the book of Hebrews? Personally, I'm kind of hoping that God is kind of re- refraining from telling us as we get to heaven and just kind of waiting for one grand reveal, you know, and the writer of Hebrews is drum roll. And then we can all find out if our guess was right wrong. But until then, the author of the book of Hebrews is not very important, but the subject of the book of Hebrews is. And we may not know the author of the book of Hebrews, but we know who the subject is. And the ultimate subject of the book of Hebrews is Jesus Christ, or as it refers to him in verse 2 of chapter 1, the Son. This is a book about the Son. This is a book about Jesus. And if we could sum it up in a phrase, it would be Jesus is better. And while we may not know exactly who wrote the book, we we can gain uh, a great deal of the clear context of the book by reading the book. Even it's called a letter to the Hebrews because it is so clearly written to Jewish people. And it seems that it's written to Jewish people who have made a profession of faith in Christ in these early New Testament times, but it seems that there is temptation even from what we'll see sometimes maybe perhaps very intense pressure for them to leave their newfound faith in Christ and return to the system of sacrifices and customs and all the things that that would have gone with um, their faith under kind of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. And we're going to see here, no, Jesus is better. Jesus is better than Moses. Jesus is a better sacrifice. Jesus is a better priest. The New Covenant is better. We're, we're going to see all of these things in the book of Hebrews. We don't know the author, but we do know the subject. And the subject is the Son, Jesus Christ. And we're introduced to that subject here in these first four verses, which I would say are highly majestic uh, verses, an incredible beginning 
to this book. Let me read these verses for you. It says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as made as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. And so we see here so many rich things about Christ in uh, this passage. We see even that he is the creator. Through him, God created the world. We see even the statements upholding the deity of Christ. We see his power that he is upholding the universe by the word of his power. So we see exalted statements about Jesus in this passage. But then the rest of the passage really dwells on one thought. Um, I, I told you earlier, what, one way to sum up so much of Hebrews is the thought Jesus is better. What's well, going to start with Jesus is better or Jesus is superior to angels. And, and that's all these quotes then that we see here in this passage. Uh, you, you'll see starting in verse five, most of the rest of the chapter is really a list of quotes. And you see it starts there in verse 5 by quoting from Psalm 2, which is a messianic psalm, and 2 Samuel 7, uh, verse 14, which would be the Davidic covenant. And it's basically saying, look at these things God says to the Son. Now look at these things that God says to the angels, right? Verse 7, the angels, they are winds, they are ministers, you know, a flame of fire. But the Son, verse 8, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And then in verse 10, he's quoting here from Psalm 102, it says, Your Lord laid the foundation, you Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like a robe. You will roll them up like a garment. They will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will have no end. And then finally, quoting from Psalm 110, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So, We are not to worship angels. We are not to trust in angels. We are to focus on the sun. So even just starting with this exalted view of Jesus, seeing him being superior to angels, and especially those magnificent, exultant first four verses, here's four things that I want you to start the book of Hebrews by thinking about. And really, they all reflect on the worthiness of Christ. And and that's the first one. Christ is worthy. And even in that word, worth, worthy, you hear the word worth. And that is connected to where we get the word worship comes, where that comes from. So even as you think about the concept of worship, 
really what worship is all about is ascribing worth to something or to someone. And we see here, Jesus is worthy. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, and he is exalted far above and beyond angels. He is worthy. And even you see that in the scriptures. That's one of the arguments I would make for the deity of Christ. When we see people try to worship an angel, the angel says, whoa, no, stop. You should not worship me. But when people worship Jesus, he takes it. Jesus takes the worship because he is worthy of worship. The second one is that Jesus is worthy of holy believing in. And that, I think, is one of the central arguments and applications of the book of Hebrews. You don't need to go back and trust in sacrifices. You don't need to go back and trust in the old ways. You can wholly trust in Jesus. And we'll see that that's a thought then that is going to be developed throughout the book. Third, another thought we'll see more of in the book, he is worthy of suffering for. Jesus is worthy of suffering for. The opposition that these people are facing for following Christ really does include um, persecution. And they are suffering for following Christ. And it's this exalted view of Christ that should get them through that suffering. That's that's who they are, are looking to in the midst of their suffering. And we'll see even more about suffering in chapter two. And fourth and finally, well, this Jesus, he is worthy of proclaiming. Jesus Christ is the only hope for the world. He is. He is greater than angels. He is the only one who can cleanse us of our sin. He is the only one who can make us righteous. He's the only one that can reconcile us to God. So this Jesus that we read about in the book of Hebrews, he is worthy of proclaiming. So to sum up, Jesus is worthy of worship. He is worthy of wholly believing in. He is worthy of suffering for, and he is worthy of proclaiming. We may not know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but we know who the subject is. And that subject, the Son, Jesus Christ, he is worthy. And I'm excited to continue reading about him in the book of Hebrews. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.